With 22 million UK users, LinkedIn offers a fabulous opportunity to find your ideal clients and to stay ahead of your competition. But what do these future clients currently find when they visit your profile? First impressions count. So, are you proud of your fantastic profile because it is client ready and written with them in mind? Or do you look at it and wonder how you could do better because you are not generating leads? My Marketing Guy works with those who want to take advantage of the amazing potential offered by LinkedIn. So, for more details, please email guy at mymarketingguy.co.uk to arrange an initial consultation. Remember, your next client is on LinkedIn. You're listening to Go Fish, exclusively on the pod station. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Go Fish Marketing Podcast. My name is Matt Pod. My business is Funky Vibes Marketing. Joining me, as always, are my fellow co-hosts. I have the lovely Ishtar Ali from Anchor, Anchor Interiors. Get I, it right. I know. Well, it's been a few weeks now. It has been a few weeks. How are you doing, Ishtar? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. And of course, the irrepressible Mr. Roxburgh from my marketing guy. Thank you very much, Mark. I'm very excited by this one. Indeed. Now, you might notice the slight sound difference because we are, in fact, meeting in person. Dun, dun, dun. And we can poke each other <laughs> in a kosher way. Yes. <laughs> for, the, for the benefit of those who are listening to the show, this is a business marketing <laughs> podcast and not one that you might get in a late night show. Um <laughs> But yes, indeed, there can be physical contact if needs indeed. be, because you've travelled over from Manchester, Ishtar, to and lovely Wirral. I know, and it's so beautiful here, and we're in a lovely barn, and you know, I'm in close proximity to other people for the first time in a long time, so I'm a little bit giddy today. <laughs> so I apologise in advance for the for the giggles and the chuckles. <laughs> Uh, it's, it's good It's good to see one another face-to-face, isn't it? It is. Yeah. And, and shameless plug, we are recording live at the barn in Hesville. Come yeah. down, get your coffee or your gifts. It's or, delish. But yeah. yeah, book onto your, your craft courses, thebarnworld.co.uk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a whore, a promo whore, aren't I? <laughs> right. Uh, so, yes, indeed. Um, if this is your first time of listening to this show, uh, Ishtar, what is it that we try and do? We try and talk about topics that are relevant for small businesses um, based on our experiences and share knowledge and tips and stories and experiences. Oh, I've said experiences twice, but you get what I mean. You get double experiences, don't you? You do. Yeah, let's emphasise the experience. And it's really useful. Oh, that's the key thing. Well, we'd like to think it's useful anyway. (laughs) And uh, Chris, where can they find all of these shows? At, at the pod station, Mark, there's uh, there's a, a positive plethora of platforms that they will find at the thepodstation.co.uk, where the Go Fish Marketing Hints and Tips podcast is housed. Oh, very good. And Ishtar, what about the social media? Um, social media, we are on Twitter, <coughs> Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. Boom. Boom. Got it all right. And YouTube. You oh, did YouTube. Miss one. Yeah, oh, we're bad. on YouTube as well. Yes, true. 
So go check us out. Please. Yeah, go to GoFish underscore marketing or on Twitter it's marketing because there weren't enough characters available. <laughs> That's really annoying with Twitter. <laughs> Although, of course, we will touch upon this subject. Indeed. <laughs> because our, our main subject is what? Social media. Boom. And we will vent our frustrations and uh, we'll give a little praise as well. Indeed. Yeah, if you, if you want to listen to some moaning, get comfortable. <laughs> We've got plenty of it stored up, haven't we? We have. Uh, right, uh, what we'd like to do is choose a news tip, uh, a recent news tip that might be of use or of interest to you. Uh, we've got two actually, there's one that's just popped into my head, um, but we do have one which we've pre-agreed and discussed, so we'll, we'll start with that one before I just lob a grenade in and see what happens. So, uh, Ishtar, you came across this one earlier this week. I did, yeah, because it was announced in the news by the um, head of Instagram that there are changing the direction of the platform to be more video content focused as opposed to picture focused which filled me with dread I'm not gonna lie because a lot of people spend a lot of time perfecting their grids and making them look beautiful and also a lot of people yeah go on <laughs> yeah a lot of people <laughs> I'm pointing at Ishtar here. And me, as I, 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 I have done it, although my uh, inclinations to do it has waned somewhat. <laughs> yeah, so he wants to basically make it compete with TikTok, which, is that a good idea? I don't know. What do you guys think? It's a good idea, Chris. Not from my point of view. I think uh, <clears throat> I think Instagram is Instagram and has its own USPs. Why they want to drive it in the direction of uh, of um, TikTok is frankly beyond me. But I haven't read the article in detail. He, he must have a reason. Well, they, I mean, they already have these features already on Instagram, don't yeah. they? So I don't yeah. really understand what it is. I, I don't know whether they're trying to. Uh, reward people who put more video content on there as opposed to moving it away from sort of the video options that they have at the minute it just yeah it's just a bit of a because they've got the reels which they introduced recently to initially kind of compete with tiktok and they've had igtv for a long period of time but um what the article said uh, which i think was in the independent it said that they want to use the platform for entertainment purposes yeah the, the reasons for these changes on all social media platforms i find cynically are normally monetary ones mm. we will we will find out what the impact is when when the changes are made i'm sure mm. it's just frustrating i think well, I, I, yeah i mean i like instagram because it it feels more it feels like a calm lake yeah doesn't it yeah you can just gently scroll through lots of pretty pictures and exactly. just generally digest it but the 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 instagram stories and the the tv stuff feels a bit more certainly the the stories feel a bit more twitter-esque mm. which is like not a calm lake it's more like uh, being in a war zone with bombs exploding chaos, all over the show and it's just mm. absolute chaos and how much effort does it actually take to make a video as a business owner versus a picture content I mean I spend hours doing picture content so God help me with video <laughs> ditto <laughs> I'm not looking forward to that at all there's only so many pictures you can take of you in your own little office going, Indeed. here's a picture of my pencil Yeah. here's a picture of my especially if you hate your face like me and you do <laughs> A lot of people hate my face as well. It's not just me. I'm oh, saying yeah. nothing. 
Your face is pretty, Chris. Oh, thank you, Esther. The other news story. Yours. <laughs> I'll give over you too. Uh, uh, the other news story I wanted to mention. Now we're on the day of recording. This is the day that England are playing in the semi-final of the European Ooh-hoo. Championship, or rather, going to lose in the semi-final of the European Championship. Wash your mouth out. Or you? win. Uh, ed- edit as appropriate. <laughs> I will edit accordingly. <laughs> um, now, I insist you don't. I, I'm pessimistic. I think we're going to lose because oh, we Lord. always do. I know. I've had too many experiences where it's been bad. But the reason why I mention it is because we've had some interesting marketing quandaries um, during this European competition itself. We've had. Uh, we had the cook cut. Well, we had Ronaldo single-handedly wiping off most of the value of Coca-Cola by <laughs> that was removing it from in front of him and saying, "Drink water." Which I mean, absolutely. Yeah. When there's more, sh- obviously, if Coca-Cola would like to be a sponsor of the show, feel free to do so. Yes, don't don't of- listen for the next few seconds. There is an awful lot of sugar in there, so there if you're trying to promote it for kid purposes, you kind of get where Ronaldo's coming from. Yeah. You then had the beer, yeah, which was in front of Paul Pogba, Pogba who, yeah. being a, an active Muslim, yep. doesn't drink alcohol, and therefore he <laughs> didn't want enough. he didn't want his face splattered right in front of that. Yeah. Um, then you had your way for rather embarrassingly having to come out going, you're not allowed to move the bottles, thinking, okay. Um, and then you had the LGBTQ, and I can't remember the rest of the letters, but you had that issue with the German stadium wanting to be lit up, and then you had the games they were in, um, where Azerbaijan was it? Georgia, wasn't it? Oh no. No, uh, well, there was games in Hungary where yeah. they're not particularly LGBTQ friendly, yeah. so that was an issue. And then they had another one in Azerbaijan where, again, it's sort of against the rules, and so UEFA had to ask the sponsors to remove their rainbow-created mm. um, right. adverts that they've been using at other games because they weren't compliant with the local laws. So there's been some huge Ouch, marketing for pars, I think on behalf of UEFA yeah. and some very interesting debates that have been generated by what is otherwise known as a shit show <laughs> on a gargantuan level Indeed. And, and, and I don't know whether you particularly have any thoughts on that as, as such but I mean it hasn't cast UEFA in a particularly good light and it does show the huge benefit or the huge influence that branding and marketing and advertising can have where these sorts of major decisions can be made just based solely on a a commercial level. Mm. Well, Ronaldo and Pogba went up in my estimation because I I really like them as individuals. Um, Sorry, I don't know them as individuals. I don't like their public personas. Um, But they went up in my estimation when they moved those, uh, those bottles, cans, call them what you will. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, a biggest question for me is why would Coca-Cola sponsor football, which is all about healthy, you know, being healthy and being fit and all yeah, this kind well, of stuff. Yeah, it's like cigarette companies used to do um, Formula One, didn't they? Yeah. They were like, that's a sport, but smoke and die of cancer. Yeah, exactly. So I'm like, how much does what you're sponsoring matter as part of like your marketing strategy I guess because I, I agree with you Chris I think it was a good thing that they did that mm. um, and I agree with why they did it as well 
People are looking at this more and more, aren't they? In the past, it's just been Coca-Cola spent, prepared to spend zillions to, to sponsor a tournament, whether that's the Open or whether it's the World Cup, the, the Euros, whatever. They're always there, the Olympics. Um, but now people are looking a little bit further and saying, is this consistent with, uh, is the brand consistent with the sport? Mm. It's there's, not. there's a lot more public scrutiny, I guess, isn't yeah. there? And that goes for smaller businesses as well. Social media allows for that kind of greater public scrutiny. So the, the, the businesses who change their adverts to exhibit the LBG, rainbow adverts probably got a lot of good, positive um, feedback um, and UEFA got a substantially less positive feedback when they were asking them to remove it and mm. so that was a great brand thing by the same token like you say mm. if you're putting your brand in the wrong place almost to be opportunistic so Coca-Cola's there because they know loads of kids watching the football and therefore they can sell sweet sugary drinks because their yeah. heroes are sitting behind mm. a bot with their brand on it mm. Brand awareness. Yep. Boom. Yep. Boom. Boom, boom, boom. Right, should we move on to our topic for today? Indeed. So today we were going to... Yes, Christopher. Tool. Yes, you are. <laughs> Can we edit that, please? Be nice. <laughs> <laughs> should we do it at the end? Or do you want to do it I, I don't mind. It, do, were you planning on doing it at the end? Are we doing now? No, no, we can do it at the end. Now, in a mix-up of our normal agenda, we're going to do the tooltip first because Chris has an excellent one that he'd like to share with us. And actually, in fairness, and I'm, I'm joking aside, it the, there is a relevance to it because it does touch upon a couple of things we'll probably cover in our topic. I think it's highly relevant, Mark, and it's uh, been well thought out by me. Um, a few weeks ago, I got a I got an email from Hootsuite which, uh, which told me that uh, and Hootsuite, for, for those listening, Hootsuite is a, a scheduling tool for social media, which I use quite a lot, both for myself and for, for clients that I work for. And Hootsuite sent this email over saying they were going to increase the monthly subscription tenfold. I thought that was a bit excessive. Well, let's put that into context. It was seven ninety nine a month. It was seven fifty. Let's not exaggerate. Seven fifty. And it was going up to £75 per month. Now, that's not... Uh, I mean, I occasionally get letters from uh, Netflix, emails from Netflix going, we're putting it up by 5p. And you don't pay an awful lot of attention to that, do you? No. You will when it goes up from £7.50 or whatever the hell it is to £75. That's an awful large jump. You're absolutely right. And I'd spend eight loyal years with them, albeit they weren't making much money out of me, but... Um, I think this was a, a move by them to just cleanse the uh, the system of of the small users and concentrate on the on the bigger ones. But after that, I had to do some some research because I wasn't prepared to pay that that sort of money. So I did I did some research. I looked at fifteen different packages um, of companies or apps, whatever. Um, that that would help schedule uh, posts that would that we that were scheduling uh, systems, and um, I brought it down to a short list of three. There's Buffer, which a lot of people will be aware of, um, <clears throat> versatile, user friendly, uh, well priced, etc., etc. Um, very helpful, very helpful uh, and friendly customer service. I I looked at Sendable. 
which again was reasonably priced. There was no free option for those that need a free option. Um, and I looked at Publer, and I went for Publer because Publer is super versatile, um, user friendly, which is absolutely essential where I'm concerned. I need uh, I need the next step to slap me in the face. Not go. I, I don't need to go looking for it. And uh, it was extremely it was extremely well priced, and they had a, a super. Um, customer service department who who walked you through every step of the way and answered any questions and so on in a way that I never ever experienced with Hootsuite in eight years. So, I uh, I would recommend Publer as as a scheduling tool for your social media. There's a free version, and there are some reasonably priced paid for versions as well. So that's my tool tip for the day. Have you used um, a scheduler? Yes. I got onto Hootsuite because Chris had recommended it about a year and a half ago and um, had then stopped using it um, when Chris told me that they're putting the price up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I'm a little bit cheap. Um, I don't, you see, you can make that joke on most occasions, can you? But a, a rise from seven quid to 75 quid is kind of one way the joke is lost because you go well no not really <laughs> to be fair, yeah <laughs> if it, mark if it had even been doubled i might have well, i would have lived with that yeah but 10 times i'm and sorry the, i presume they weren't giving you any extra features or tools or anything no. for this huge prize prize no. no. so you were getting the same product but for a gazillion times more yeah. expensive Oh yes, sign me up. Cray cray. So I moved on to Canva. Well, I moved on to Canva Planner because I prepare a lot of work on Canva. Now, I should interrupt you there, Ishtar. If Canva would like to be a sponsor, because Ishtar's probably just about to do you a really good service. Yes. <laughs> they just get in touch. <laughs> I promote Canva quite a lot. It's a wonderful tool. Uh, I'm open to commission. <laughs> um, I use Canva a lot for um, the interior design stuff that I do and the marketing stuff. And then it's got a content planner on there. However, it is slightly annoying because if you want to post the same picture on multiple channels, it's a bit of a nightmare to do. It takes probably five or ten more minutes to do, which sometimes you don't have time to do yeah no i've i've tried a couple over the years start with tweet deck that drove me insane went on to hoot suite that was good but the problem well it was good when i started but the problem was they started reducing the features mm. as all the platforms became more savvy about wanting you to just use theirs or use theirs directly the access they were giving to these publishing platforms was less and less and then you'd get really annoying little nuances. So LinkedIn, if you if you used Hootsuite, it would always resize your image. So you'd have everything right. And then when you go on LinkedIn, LinkedIn had reshaped it. And it was half oh, crying out loud. Yeah. So I, I actually jibbed off using those publishing apps. I figured it was easier doing it properly. Is it though? Well, no. Well, you see, the problem is it's a lot more time intensive because you can't schedule stuff. Um, yes. Um Facebook and Instagram, um, you can schedule stuff through Facebook, which is very, very, uh, very, very clever because that will tell you if any of your photographs are out of whack. 
so that you can either deal with them or not bother with them. No, and, and that's um, great, but uh, you but can it, on the other platforms, this, can you? Well, this, but we're just talking Facebook and, and Instagram now, if that's, if that's your bag. Um, and if you go into Business Suite on Facebook, you can do the scheduling in, in there. You have to find it. It's like all these things. They're, they're not immediately obvious if you're just on your standard Facebook page. You can't schedule on your standard Facebook page. But go into Business Suite, and there it's got, do you want to post to Instagram too? Oh, actually, yeah, that's a good idea. Um, so um, I, I, I do quite a bit of, of that for some, some clients uh, who are mainly Facebook and Instagram rather than Publer. Mm-hmm. I know I'm contradicting myself, but um, if, if you're using LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Publer's great. Um, if you're just using a couple like Facebook and um, Instagram that are heavily um, hand in glove with one another then you can use uh, you can use that you can use business suite on Facebook I guess my bugbear is that you can't then do that on LinkedIn so if you wanted to post on the same post on LinkedIn you've got to still do it manually yeah. and my attitude is we'll have to do it manually might as well do it manually at the same time for all of them mm. because actually what I'll do is I'll forget I'll schedule a post on Facebook, completely forget I've done it, and then it'll go out, and I'll go poo. I need to go back onto LinkedIn and engage, catch up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's annoying. Th- this isn't even the topic, is it? You've you've started a debate in itself, Chris. I know, I know. I'm conscious that this has taken up probably more time than we allocated. Hey, it's our show. We can choose how much time we spend to do whatever we want. That. Hell yeah! yeah. <laughs> Revolution. <laughs> Right, so moving on to on the basis that we, we we're talking generically about how we can post to everything on these platforms using these publishing ones, boiling down into which platforms we specifically use. I suppose we should start with which which are our faves, which are the ones we use most, and why. Should we start with this, Tar? Sure. Um, my fave is at the moment Instagram drum roll please oh no oh, you've just oh. told us <laughs> it's all right. spoiler Can I alert re- yeah <laughs> okay so do you want to tell us your favourite in oh wait <laughs> <laughs> we can't even do a drum roll because so it's Instagram it is Instagram Why? just because it's so pretty I'm not going to lie um, and I like it's very visual and I'm a visual person and I think it's just easy to find inspiration on there for me. So I do prefer that. But I am also on Facebook and LinkedIn. Um, Facebook, because I think I'll get business from it for the interiors business. I certainly got it for Renovate. Um, and LinkedIn, because I attended Chris's training when I started my business. And he taught me the importance of LinkedIn. So I've been on LinkedIn ever since. It's not compulsory, Ishtar, <laughs> honestly. You know, you won't be the only person in the world not to listen to Chris. <laughs> which which is your fave? Well, obviously LinkedIn. Um, I just love its uh, it, its versatility, its ability to to be your sales assistant twenty four seven, and not go off sick or complain about the temperature in the room and so on and so forth. Arrive late leave early it's there all the time so uh, from a, as a business to business platform it's it, it, there's nothing better now that's quite interesting what you have both said it, 
I suppose, is there a difference, therefore, between the platform that you like and the platform you actually might get work from? Because, Ishtar, you gave an example there where you like Instagram because it's very visual and it's very inspirational, but actually you've sort of implied that you might get more work from Facebook and LinkedIn. And Whereas you've gone in, Chris, and you've been very... I get work from LinkedIn, so and I love the versatility that allows me to try and do that. So how, how do you decide which one you put preference to? Do you naturally get drawn to the one you like as opposed to the one you should be using? This is the big question, isn't it, for us to determine today? Like, how do you choose which social media platform to be on? And do you actually know how much time it takes to invest in each bloody platform? Because it's a nightmare. <laughs> it Say is a what nightmare. you think, Ishtar. Absolutely. <laughs> if somebody had told me it takes, like four straight days to do 30 days of content I'd be like oh lord probably That's a lot, isn't it yeah I think we need to have a chat <laughs> I'm surrounded by marketers <laughs> and one in particular who does social media indeed plug plug uh, my marketing guy with two g's in the middle dot co dot uk that's the one <laughs> brain processes nearly 10,000 visual and oral cues per minute. As first impressions stick, make the customer see your business in the right way. Funky Vibes can ensure your vibes attract the right tribe with their marketing expertise, graphic design, bespoke websites and social media packages. For more information or a no-commitment initial consultation, simply email your tribe at funkyvibe.co.uk Do you try and cover all platforms therefore just so that you can try and get work but still get to play with the one you actually like the thing is because i love instagram and instagram and facebook are related it's not a big deal for me to love and post on instagram and then just replicate the content onto facebook whereas with linkedin it's an extra effort because you can't do a lovely picture all the time and have the same content it might need Nonsense. to be a little bit need to be a bit different <laughs> in my humble opinion and what about you then chris because you use it predominantly you naturally are drawn towards linkedin i presume because you like it but also because it's probably the best way of you from generating work yes yes how does that then translate for you having to use the other platforms which you might not have as much preference for but you also might not get as much work. Do you do them? Do you use them? Do you hate having to use them? Do you just not bother? Um, from from a business point of view, uh, from my business point of view... From, Was that supposed to be an action shot? Should I look, should I look Parkinson style? While we're talking about social media, I am doing some social media content. Yeah. Ishtar's being proactive. There's an edit here, Ishtar. <laughs> nonsense leave it all in what was the question uh do you use other platforms do you begrudge having to use other platforms no i i use other platforms um and i because i work for clients i um let's say in inverted commas the social media manager for for clients i i use facebook i use instagram i use twitter um they're they've all got their place haven't they but it depends who the client is, what they're selling, what their services are, and so on and so forth. But for me, as as a company, LinkedIn is far and away the best, although I do have a presence for professional purposes on Facebook, Instagram, and, and Twitter as well. 
Yeah, it's a tricky one, isn't it? What about you, Mark? Ooh, well, I, I'm a bit like you. Yes. Um, I'm a bit like you. I like Instagram because it's pretty. Oh. It's like a moth to the flame. Um, whereas, oh, at the same time, breathing, Chris. <laughs> I like Instagram because I'm like a moth to the flame. It's all pretty. And I actually, like I said at the outset, it's like a calming sea of tranquility and wonderment. I don't mind using LinkedIn for business purposes because you can generate some good leads or at the very least build some good contacts. Facebook, ironically, is probably a good work source Mm -hmm. for what I do. I just don't like Facebook on a personal level. And I don't particularly like Facebook as a company and what it stands for as such. So I have a bit of a, a moral quandary about using Facebook. I almost use it for a purpose. And Twitter is just like, it's just mental. I mean, I post on there because I might as well post on there given I'm posting on all of the other platforms. But Christ alive, occasionally I just look at a feed once in a blue moon and just quickly realise... I don't want to be there. <laughs> but, that, but that's an interesting point. So you, like me, hate social media. Ironic, and I'll give him a job. Indeed. And we don't have many followers or personal posts on our personal one. But obviously, no. as a business owner, we absolutely need to embrace social media. So how did that kind of impact your approach? I just use it for business purposes. It's like the Mary Celeste on my personal profile pages. <laughs> and mine. I, I, just don't, I, I, I don't want to tell anyone where I am. I don't want to tell anyone what I'm eating. Uh, I certainly don't want to do pictures of me going to the gym. Nobody wants to see that. In fact, the people in the gym don't want to see that. <laughs> um, so the personal stuff, I just, I'm not bothered. I'm quite private, I suppose, with that sort of thing for business you're trying to generate work aren't you as a business owner yeah, and yeah let's be fair we are talking business here the personal profiles i don't have a twitter or instagram personal profile it's all it's all business and if i'm if i'm honest the the linkedin is a personal profile but it's not um it, it's a personal profile the linkedin profile it, whilst it whilst it's personal i am the business uh, as most people are on linkedin so I, I don't have a problem with that but that's not the platform that you put all the dross on that's got to be business focused on LinkedIn. well i i was gonna that, that sort of led me on to another question because previously we've asked about whether you are your business yeah and if you are your business, then actually your personal profiles, I guess, should have an air of relevance to them, should they? Because you, if you, you are your brand, I mean, you might use your business one to promote your business, but are you going to put lots of stuff about you on the business one, or do you use your personal one to do that, even if it's business or personal related? It all gets very complicated very quickly, doesn't it? Well, on Facebook, you shouldn't... Business contacts shouldn't be allowed to get through to your to your personal profile yeah i always find it a bit weird when i get a, a request to be a friend with, oh god yes with a business contact on facebook because <laughs> so, <laughs> showing his two colors there people no it's true though isn't it i mean why would somebody that you've met once at a networking do um, why would you accept them as a as a as a personal friend on you on your friends are friends not um and i see these personal profiles with 5,000 friends well nobody's got 5,000 friends 
No, stick to the stick to the fourteen that uh, think I've got. Chris has just rounded up there. <laughs> is, that, so. is, is that like <laughs> I was going to say? Is that like that? How many people have you slept with? Question from American Pie, where it's a bloke you double it and then add thirty, and that's <laughs> that's the answer you give. How many friends do you have? You got fourteen means he's got one. Yeah, you're right. Yes, it's the wife. <laughs> God bless her, and she deserves a knighthood as well. Long suffering. <laughs> uh, okay. How do you decide then, on the basis that people will have a preference for the platform they use, how will they know whether or not it's the right platform that they should be using to actually maximise the opportunities for them as a business? My experience um, when I set up the Renovate business was it was geographically focused to. South Manchester. So I knew that by being a part of local community groups, they're always asking for builders on there. And so for me, it was a no brainer that therefore I would use Facebook to target my advertising in those groups. And whenever somebody asks for a builder, hey, Ancora Renovate is ready. Ancora Interiors, probably a little bit different. And I've gone more for the fact that people look to Instagram for inspiration for their homes. And so that's why my presence on there has been um, kind of a requirement. Will I get business from there? I don't know. Too early to tell at this moment in time. Especially because I deleted some of my posts recently to make it look pretty. And now, you know, I'm in this quandary of like, do I, don't I? Video, no video. So, yeah, hopefully when I do get content on there, I will soon see whether or not it's going to generate leads. But it does feed into the Facebook thing, as I mentioned before, because you can obviously copy content. I would like to think that LinkedIn might provide some links. Mm. and leads yeah. because pe- there are business people and that is also my target audience so yeah but where did you get the answers to that question I mean did you have to blog it did you speak to people to ask the question did you deduce yourself research simple when you do everybody gets told to do a 50 page business plan don't they so as part of that stupid 50 pound business page that I've never looked at since I started my business it did actually say your target audience might be on Facebook. So I was like, okay. And uh, I used this. I haven't done a 50 page business plan for in- Ancora Interiors, but I'm assuming that it would be Instagram. So. You just copy and pasted. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, any any new business starting off, the any advice I could give would be research them all, which pretty much is what Ishtar's saying. Look at them all and find out the, the relevance of, uh, of those uh, particular platforms to your business uh, what's your gut feel about them and <clears throat> rule of thumb business to business LinkedIn's possibly your your your, um, your, your place to go first uh, business to consumer Facebook and then have a look at the likes of Twitter Instagram all the others from a branding awareness point of view I mean Twitter was good for me in the early days from a sheer branding point of view it got the brand out there because I was, I was on it regularly, and um, and it did get the logo noticed. I know it did because it was mentioned to me. People were people I was meeting. So I think we've met before, haven't we? I said no, no. But then, you know, you might have seen my logo and passed the business card. Oh yes, so that's right. We've uh, we've met on social media. So uh, it, the branding and awareness is uh, it, it, it's. 
it's very versatile. So general social media is very versatile for the for the initial awareness. You mentioned Twitter quite nicely carries me on to the next question. I mean, there's, there's two questions. The first one is, do we ever know anyone who's ever had any work from Twitter? Um, but the second one is, Twitter has a limited number of characters. Now, I've seen some of your LinkedIn posts, Mr. Oxborough, and there is no way you're fitting those posts into the character limits of Twitter. Quite right, Mr. Pollard. And therefore, the question is, do you adjust the or repurpose those posts when you're doing them across the platforms? Yes. Is the, is, is the short answer. You have to with Twitter because 280 characters used to be 140, so they're, they're being generous these days, really. And that includes any link that you might, in, you might um, involve as well. So, so yes, you do have to uh, adapt to the, to the particular platforms. It's not always necessary. Um, Facebook, uh, Facebook business post can be replicated on LinkedIn and, and vice versa pretty comfortably. But, uh, but there are certain platforms where you do have to adapt. How do you do that, Ishtar, if you're scheduling them? I don't know. <laughs> Please email us if you know the answer to that question. I think the short answer is, you know, you can. Or you've got to write one that is. is. I think the, this is my problem with the republishing, uh, using the publishing tools. Go on then, Chris. Going back to my, uh, going back to my recommendation for Publer, uh, if, you were to, if you were to do a great long post and schedule it to go on LinkedIn, Facebook and Twitter it would tell you that you couldn't mm. put it on Twitter because it was just too far too long. So at that stage, you let it go to Facebook and uh, LinkedIn, you schedule it for those, and you, you go into the edit facility and, and edit it down to the 240 maximum characters, uh, 280 maximum characters on, uh, on LinkedIn. Now, on, hands on Twitter, up, sorry, Twitter. Now, hands up who's written a post and then has had to resize it for Twitter and then after they finish resizing it for Twitter, realise the more concise version that you've had to write on Twitter would, should actually have been the one that you did in the first place because you have to be more succinct, you have to be more eloquent and to the point, uh, whereas when you have unlimited characters or quite a lot, you can waffle, dare I say. <laughs> I've got a really good example. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, of mine! Oh my God, go on then. I copied and pasted one of your content pieces for Go Go Fish podcast, and found that it wasn't enough characters. So instead of rewording it, I just deleted all the post and took out all the hashtags, and then it fit. And then I pressed post. There you go. Yep. I find it all the time. I mean, you laugh. I, I, I invariably reword it for Twitter and then realise that's probably the one I should have gone with in the first place. Yep, yep. But you, you, you like your hashtags, Mark, don't you? Well, you can't, Twitter doesn't really allow for loads and loads of hashtags, but on things like Instagram and, indeed, Facebook and LinkedIn, LinkedIn it's yep. quite important to get yep. you seen to the right audiences. So... I don't do it because I like hashtags. I do it because you get more exposure. Mm. Now, that's another interesting point. Do you think hashtags are more acceptable on certain certain platforms than others? I throw them in on all of them because they all use this. Uh, they all use the system. I suppose they are on Facebook. It's generally 
less hashtag reliant, isn't it? And yeah. I suppose Twitter to the same degree. Mm-hmm. But I've seen some amazing responses to posts I never really thought warranted it just because of the hashtags that had been used. Really? Yeah, yeah. Good stuff. It does make a difference because people who have a, a pawn shawn for that particular hashtag, they just go nuts for it just because you got the hashtag in there, which is bizarre. Yeah, yeah. Um, good. What about followers? Everyone wants uh, the, the first thing that people mention to me when they come for marketing support is, oh, I want more followers. Um, are we talking, <laughs> well, are we trying or buying followers? <laughs> um, are they important? Is it quality over quantity? Well, uh, an organic following is uh, is very, very important. Uh, I don't really understand the mentality of people who buy followers. I wouldn't know how to do it. Wouldn't do it. Wouldn't recommend it. Ishtar? What What is the purpose of followers? Unless you want to be an influencer. As a small business, does it really matter? I mean, you could have 20,000 followers and not get a lead. So therefore, is it important? More followers is obviously a benefit for exposure purposes. Branding, yeah. Because you obviously get seen by... I mean, the general algorithm... Chris, you've mentioned previously, is it's about ten percent of your audience that mm. you automatically see your post. So if you've got ten thousand mm. followers instead of a thousand, that ten percent is by virtue of those figures bigger. I think ten percent is probably generous at the moment. I, I know that with um, with LinkedIn, it's down to uh, less than three. Is it? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. They're really tiny. Is that for advertising purposes? Then are they just trying to get people to spend more money? Or are they really trying to screw the nut for quality? I suppose uh, both, probably. I think they, yes, they want they want quality. They will reward good quality that's uh, that's recognised and recognition is people liking, commenting, sharing, and so on. Uh, if they see that you're a popular poster, they'll reward that with with extra reach. Um, but it'll be m- monetary as well. They're pretty keen that you uh, put your hand in your pocket and. You know, take the advert out and so on. Get and and in fairness, that's another good way of getting extra reach, uh, relatively inexpensively, uh, getting extra reach and and getting a, a creating a bigger following on both LinkedIn and Facebook. Now, I showed you some examples off air of some uh, pages <laughs> of some pages who who. Um, could be perceived as having bought followers mm-hmm. and we did that because their the followers were in the tens of thousands but the likes for their posts were sort of 20 30 posts, and in some instances it was even less than that yeah, yeah. and i guess when you look at um a couple of the pages that i deal with um we will probably, on average, for a good post, maybe get 30 likes. But then again, there's about 600 followers on one of those pages. So that's 30 likes as against 600 followers. Or you've got 20,000 followers and you're getting 20, 30, 40 likes. Yeah. As a percentage response, that's a lot less uptake, isn't it? And I mm. guess the question is, when you're talking about quality over quantity, is it better to have fewer followers, followers who are more engaged or more followers who might see it but not care. 
I feel like lots of small businesses are under so much pressure to get followers. I feel like that was one of the biggest challenges that I faced, especially because I'm not a big social media poster. I was like, how do I get 50? How do I get to my first 100 and so on and so forth? And that just puts more pressure on you to develop content that's interesting, that's engaging, that will get the followers organically in the right way, as Chris said. But, you know, it is a lot of pressure on top of the 20 other million things that you're having to do so I mean based on the fact that you guys have been running your businesses longer than I have I mean is it important now to constantly look at your engagement and your followers or do you take a bit more of a laid-back approach to gaining new followers I mean I was celebrating because we got like five new followers on go fish podcast <laughs> I was like well we're doing something good but that's you're doing something good <laughs> yes it's since you joined us <laughs> it's weird isn't it I, I tend to find that the my experiences of social media have been the people who have cared least have had the best responses yeah so my other half's mm. business pages have huge followings but she couldn't care less in fact i think one of her business pages got an instagram page where she had like 1500 followers and didn't rarely used it she does now but she rarely used it now most people would kill for 1500 followers and none of them had been purchased they were legitimate people who were interested in that page and I guess it was more the topic, the content that has attracted people to follow those pages as opposed to really pushing hard to generate new posts Mm. and I've used this example before on our page, (laughs) ironically it was my other half again who who did a tax disc post went for me the law firm and um, that just went viral and we we, we went from about 100 page likes to about 4,000 overnight It, it was a ridiculous response just after this one post and Again, it it wasn't there was any there wasn't any thought or planning behind it. It just went nuts. So basically, you're recommending that we just chill. I think so, Chris. I think there's something else at work here as well, and um, I've had my LinkedIn profile now for well, I've had it for many years, but I had a good a good spring clean of it um, probably ten years ago, and reduced it down to uh, a couple of thousand. Um, it's nine and a half thousand now, but some of those nine and a half thousand will be from the early days. And are they relevant now? Uh, there's a decay factor in in the following. So I think I think it's probably simplistic to say that well, if you if you've got a following of twenty thousand and three percent is uh, of people should be seeing your posts and a percentage of them should be liking doing that calculation probably probably a little bit too simplistic because the decay factor is there and it raises another question how do we cleanse our our lists and and is there an easy way i i don't know one so i'm not i'm not, it's not a rhetorical question it is a question if anyone out there knows how to cleanse in particular linkedin um linkedin followers or connections then i I'd, I'd love to hear because um i'd be recommending a regular cleansing of followers to uh, to everybody frankly to make it more relevant it's, it's like, I suppose being genuine on social media counts for a lot, doesn't yeah. it? So in terms of going back to the followers figure, and I suppose this is similar to what you've just mentioned there, Chris, if 
I am following pages of businesses who have a direct relevance who might have an interest and I'm commenting on their posts in a genuine and a constructive and a proactive way they will naturally be drawn to engage and therefore follow my pages and like my posts and then you might get work from it whereas opposed if I just go on to I don't know um, small businesses world's page and just go and follow every bugger in that list you know spam follow 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 you're not going to get that same response are you no Mm. but it's the time and effort that that takes isn't it like which is another great question like how much time do you spend on social media a day a week in order to build that following yes absolutely yeah I was looking at you then, Mr. Rox, because that, that, that was a... She, Ishtar has quite literally set you up the most perfect personal plug ever. Well, I, we all spend a huge amount of time on social media, probably more than we, more than we need to. Um, but, uh, but it's all about... It's, from a social media perspective, generating good content does take time to do. But if it's, if it's taking that time... And it's worthwhile, and it's going to pay dividends in the long run, hopefully. So, be consistent, generate good content, um, get that relevant following to your pa- social media pages, and you know it's not a it's not a sprint. It's a link, not LinkedIn. Social media is is a bit of a marathon. It's going to pay dividends in the long run, but it's not an overnight fix. I'll get someone to manage it for you. Yeah. But how much how much time is too much time on social media in your opinion? Yeah, you tell me because um, I'm on social media <laughs> almost all day. I, I suppose it depends <laughs> on how much work you get from social media. I mean, how much work do you get from social media, Rishta? But when you are starting your business, it might be different to when you're actually up and running. So I feel like I spent a lot of time on social media at the beginning, and I feel like I'm going through that cycle now. Whereas when you become a little bit more established, it might just be then just regular posts because you've started to gain that traction in terms of follows and maybe one or two follows a week or a month or whatever might be sufficient. So I don't know. I I, I don't like spending a lot of time on social media, but I end up doing and I think that is not a great thing always. I think that's fair comment. And and certainly the way I used to do it and still do in the winter, um, a, a, a cold, wet Sunday afternoon I'll sit down and I will write posts for a fortnight I'll I'll get in the zone I'll spend two or three hours on writing posts for for the the forthcoming fortnight both for me and for any clients that I happen to have at that particular time schedule them yes there's that word again Um, and then then you're free you don't have to be be on social media every day if you use a scheduling tool efficiently and effectively i think as a small business it's quite important to come up with a strategy mm. oh absolutely be, yes. be be targeted and by that i mean you might use a lead generation process on yeah. linkedin so that's that's a specific campaign where all your time and all your energy is focused on that platform because you want to generate work yeah. that way it might be uh, an advertising campaign so you might be running a a a a batch of posts which all feed into one another and boosting them or using them as paid for ads on say facebook or 
Instagram because yep. those are the platforms where you might get a particular audience and so you put all your eggs in that basket and focus on there. I think for brand awareness it's good to have a presence on all of the platforms but in terms of actually generating work I would very much pick the platform that best suits your audience where, where you're going to find most of your yeah. perfect customers and really drill into that focus on that because I, I tend to find that the people who have the best success on social media are the ones who focus on a particular yeah. thing that they know is going to benefit them yeah no that's great advice thank I, you I feel like as a new business you should really cap your time that you're spending on social media I wish I'd have known that because I think it can take over if you're not careful so like Chris is saying dedicate a specific day of the week that you're just then preparing all of your posts for the week or the month or whatever it may be and then like max an hour or two a day just to engage with new accounts and stuff like that but don't let it ruin your life because you sometimes can end up doing more social media than actual work yeah (laughs) that's quite right and the most time consuming uh, aspect of social media is coming up with the content in the first place being on on social media for 20 minutes half an hour a day is not a great not a great hardship um, I find anyway. Well, I suppose it depends on how much you work you get. I, I know some people who spend a lot more time on social media than that each day, but then they get more work from it to justify spending that time. Whereas um, for me, it's more a case of exhibiting what you do. Yeah, it's almost like a portfolio tool to raise brand awareness than it necessarily is to get work. I probably get work from exhibiting what I do. Exactly. So I wouldn't want to spend as much time doing it, but I don't know. Horses for courses, I guess. Indeed. Of course it is, yes. We're all different. Are there any other elements of this topic? Because you could go on forever, I suppose, on this topic. And it's like I a feel rabbit as hole. we have had. <laughs> Can I just mention a really cool app that I think might be useful to anybody using Instagram? Oh, yes, indeed. And certainly based on Ooh, the yes. news. Yes. So the Mojo Instagram editor, um, download it. It is a fabulous tool that enables enables you to do really cool video content for Instagram. Um, and actually, you can use it for more than Instagram, to be fair, because they've got um, different formats. So you can do the stories, you can do the posts, but also you can do squares and rectangles and whatever. Um, and it's got really good templates on there. I think I've paid around £29 for the year for that app. That's pretty good. Um, and I love it. I have been dabbling in it a little bit, so if you want to check out our stories, you'll see some... Well, I'll put some stories on on the day of the release of this so you can see how cool it is. But yeah, defo, like, go on there and have a look because it has been a lifesaver in terms of having just really cool-looking content that's video. There are loads of apps out there, aren't there, that allow shortcuts for generating good stuff and making it look professional, even if you're DIYing it, so to speak. Um, so definitely go on the app store and search for these ones we'll put a link in the show notes yeah i just feel like it's really annoying that they don't have a desktop version of stuff like this because faffing around on your phone is not always oh, i couldn't agree more yeah in fact, it's so frustrating it is really annoying yeah, yeah. but hey ho it's still a great app <laughs> yes well promoted and then put down and then promoted again <laughs> you want to sponsor the show mojo Instagram <laughs> Please get in contact. Go fish at the uk. We'll take your money as much as Coca Cola. Boom. <laughs> right, guys. Um, I think that's good. I think we, we're going to put a LinkedIn poll, aren't we? Um, on this. Yeah. 
we have that down has been the thing i don't know what the polls are going to be but there'll be a poll on linkedin <laughs> if you go on our personal pages and just vote on it it'll probably be something related to this topic one assume yes that would be helpful <laughs> yeah um, you can also follow us on the social media pages as normal give us a review on the show if you found it useful share it like it um, it helps other people see it so they might find it useful too um, if people want to get in touch with you we haven't done this for a while if people want to get in touch with you Ishtar how can they do that um, hello at com. boom Mr Roxburgh you know what I'm waiting for I do Guy at mymarketingguy.co.uk. There are two G's in the middle of my marketing guy. Uh, or... Now, can I just cut across you there? I'm glad you say that. I always make fun of him because he does this, but I actually sent you an email and didn't put two G's in the middle, and he went to somebody else who came back and go, oh, it's, it's not him. Yeah, there's, there's always one plonker that does it, isn't there? Um, or alternatively, you can contact me through my LinkedIn page, uh, just Google... Um, or no, no, go into LinkedIn, put uh, Chris Roxburgh in the search engine and I will pop up. Indeed, or funkyvibes.co.uk for me. Uh, we're on all of the platforms, just funky vibes with three instead of an E because some bugger had stolen that on one of the platforms and my OCD wouldn't allow it to be different on the different platforms. I'll go to Mark Pollard OCD Lunatic on LinkedIn. <laughs> You'll find me there. Two L's in the middle. Yeah, two L's in the middle of Pollard. Not in the middle of Lunatic, there's just one L for that. <laughs> right, well, thank you very much for listening, guys. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed. Ishtar, Chris, thank you very much for your help, as thank always. Thank you, Mark. Thank you. And we'll catch you next time, guys. Bye now. Bye for now. Bye. Get social at go underscore fish marketing on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter.